All right. How is everybody doing tonight? Good. I'm really, really excited to be here with you guys. And uh, I just, first of all, I just want to thank Pastor Fred and Vanessa. It's an honor for me to be here. You guys have a great pastors. Do you believe that? They are awesome. I know I met with, uh, with Pastor Fred uh, probably a couple years ago for lunch and uh, he shared a little bit of his heart and, and, and what God was doing through him and the church. And I know you guys are in a great, great place. And uh, as he said, you know, again, my name is Danny Escobar. Some of you guys I know, some of you guys are, you know, apparently new for you guys. And it's been, it's been a pretty good journey uh, to go to D.C. two years ago. Uh, I'm from Mexico. I moved to the States uh, a little bit more than 10 years now. I'm getting old, but it's okay. And, uh, yeah, from Mexico straight to, to this area. And uh, we didn't know back then when we moved what, what kind of stuff we were going to be doing. And uh, it's been amazing just to see God hands upon our lives and my wife. And, and actually, talking about my wife, I want to present, I don't know if we have the picture about my family. I don't know, you, you can just put the picture over there. That's my beautiful family. Uh, my three kids, Michelle, Sammy, and baby Julian, and my wife over there. So she is from here, from Virginia. So uh, they couldn't come. I was going to bring the boys with me today, but uh, my, my uh, mother-in-law, uh, she took him. So I'm by myself today. So uh, it's okay. And my wife, she's, she's staying over there. In, uh, tomorrow we have a service in D.C. But again, that's my family. And again, you know, I met my wife as a missionary. How many missionaries are here? Have you guys been in Latin America, Africa? No, a few? Okay. So that's how I met my wife. So we have a really cool love story, but I can tell you guys later. Uh, but it's, that's how we met. I moved to the area 10 years ago to, to Williamsburg, Virginia. We started a uh, Latino ministry over there around seven or eight years ago. And probably like three years ago, God started speaking to our hearts to move, to do something different. And back then we didn't know what. Uh, it was scary that, that, that time, I remember. But... Uh, we decided to move to Washington, D.C. and to start something over there. But uh, that's one of the things that I want to talk to you a little bit. And I'm going to share a couple of things that what God has been uh, using us and what we've been happening in D.C. in Laret. The name of the church is Laret. Laret is the net, you know, casting the net. So God, believe God, I'm not wearing uh, uh, red pants for Laret. You know, that's a consciousness that I, I didn't plan that. But that's the name of the church, okay. So I like red, but, uh, but that's the name of the church, La Red. But before I start, I want to sh show a video. Do we have the video ready? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Let's, let's take a look at the video. cool, huh? Pretty cool. How was the cameraman on that video? No, I'm just kidding. 
You know, it took, that video, it took three guys, 44 days, 11 countries, 18 flights, 38,000 miles, and almost one terabyte of footage to just create that video. Isn't that amazing? You know, a lot, a lot of money on that video. So one of the things that I want to talk to you tonight is about move, leading from who you are, about move. And uh, God really spoke to my heart about this, about this topic. I know it sounds really simple, but for me it's pretty deep. I was sharing about La Red when we started. Uh, two years ago, we moved to D.C. and we didn't know nobody. Jenna was there in D.C. back then. And uh, we were really praying about God. First of all, why D.C.? You want to question that. You know why? We were in Williamsburg, great church. We were happy, uh, great uh, people around us. It was like everything not perfect, but it, we were fine. And uh, God really started putting something in our hearts. You know, it's something else for you guys. So we talked to people, we talked to ask for advice and all that. So it was a really good process and we decided to move to Washington, D.C. two years ago. And uh, the reason to move over there, it was to really reach out to the Latino community. I, I believe for me, I'm from Mexico, 100% Mexican. I love churros, I love enchiladas, I love tacos, okay. So, but uh, yeah, it's a great food, you know, I don't care what you say, but it's a great food. So anyways, but... Uh, when I, when I moved here, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to, to D.C., I'm going to start from, from scratch, I'm going to do, what am I going to do there? But we really believe that God, you know, called us to the area to reach out to the Latino community. I just, I was reading two days ago that by, by the year 2050, one of three people is going to be Hispanic in the country. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening. And looking at my life, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm from Mexico, I mean, my wife was a missionary, but now that I'm here in the States... I see this as my mission field. And, and, and I remember when, when, when I met my wife, she was with long skirt and the bottle of water, the Bible, you know, no makeup, long hair. I was like, wow, man, that's pretty, you know, <laughs> intense. <laughs> so I remember they were in, in, in conversations, and I didn't know English back then, just window door and uh, this is a miracle that I'm speaking right now. Let me tell you that. So I remember they were saying, you know, one day the mission field is going to be in America. So I'm like, okay, that's, you know, it was just a thought probably. But now I'm one of the results of all the, all the mission work that you guys done in all over the world. And that's how I take it personally. Like, you know, we're here. As we speak right now, there is a couple driving crossing from California to Washington, D.C., to be part of this crazy idea of Lorette. And I'm like, God, we know what, it, it, we have three missionaries right now. We call them interns, we call them missionaries from Mexico and D.C. So God has been doing pretty cool stuff, and I'm just blown away about his mercy, about why, honestly, sometimes I ask, why, why me? Why us? But I believe that God is going to use <coughs> this generation of the next leaders to reach out to the next generation of people. You can say amen. You know, I really believe, and to more getting to this about the church world, I've never been a full-time. I didn't go to seminary. I went to business school. I still have my business. And, uh, but more that I learned about churches, about, about the gospel, about, it's, it's all about reaching out people. You know, there's this generation that is missing out. In my culture, the Hispanics, the next generation, they're even going to, uh, they don't want to go to church anymore. They're really going, and, and, and it's, not, it's not good, the situation right now. So it's about now, we, it's the time right now to do something about it. So when I'm see, checking all the statistics, I'm like, wow, we have to do something. We have to move. 
when we moved there two years ago, there was some, uh, speci- uh, uh, we, were, we were having a life group, and uh, we were probably like five people. And that back then, it was probably like around ten. But our first minute was like three, four people, and Jenna was there, I remember. And we were like, God, just use us. You know, let's, let's, let's. I know you're calling us here. You, you're going to back us up. We've got to do something, you know. And I, I remember we were, in, we were having a meeting. There were some couple guys. They were not Christians. And, uh, and, uh, and one particular guy, his name is Leo from Lima, Peru. He came to me after the meeting. We were in my house. And he just, he just, he just came to me. He just told me like that. He just grabbed my, my arm. And he said, let me ask you something. I said, why are you doing this? And it really resonated in my heart. I was like, what? And of course, I did the speech about, you know, we're going to reach out, you know, all that stuff, you know. You know how it is. You can just tell it sounds pretty good. But after that, he left. And that night, I was just really thinking. And I realized that we were leading from who we were. We didn't need the big auditorium. This is awesome, by the way. You know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, in that moment right there, it was an opportunity to start leading these people. And I was, I, w- I realized that we were being effective even with 10 people as we start, you know. And, uh, and that's when everything started. I said, you know what, God, this is it. We're just going to move. We're going to move forward. And, we'll, you know, I know you're going to do, you're gonna, we're going to do our part and you're going to do our part. You know, so that's how he works. And, uh, and, and one of the things that I've been learning so much through this season, you know, planting the church. I know sometimes I think I'm really crazy just to go to a middle that I don't know nobody, gather people, plant a church. But you know what? It took, it took a lot of challenging on ourselves and my wife. But we have to understand that move is good. Who can say amen? Move creates a challenge. Move creates a change. And that's, that's some of the things that I experienced. When I was here, everything was fine. I still have my house in Williamsburg. But one of the things that I said, God, we're just going to move and we're just going to believe in you. And let me tell you that when we, God is just sometimes just waiting for us the, 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 to make that move to start seeing some changes. God is just waiting for you. God has, check this out. God has put some desire in our hearts. And he's just waiting for you to, to take the first step. And they start moving forward because God is going to back you up. I can say amen. It works for me. So that's the things that I want to talk to you about move. And that's a little bit of my experience. And I, let me ask you something. Sometimes, I don't know, but why do we have hard times to move? Why sometimes do we have a hard time to understand the move is good? I don't know, but the change, sometimes changes, we don't like changes. Sometimes we're really comfortable where we at. I don't know about you, but I was. When I moved from Mexico to, to the States, I'm from Mexicali, which is in the border with California. I was just thinking, I'm really crazy to leave everything here and go there. I didn't know the culture. I didn't know the language. Just car, McDonald's, window, stuff like that. I just didn't know anything. And I said, I'm going to go to Williamsburg. I just, that doesn't make any sense. I had a great job over there back home. Uh, and I was going to go to get my master's. You know, it was like, as a guy, it was like, everything is lined up pretty good. Anyways, just got, just put it, you know, put everything on the side and move. And it was hard. But now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. God is waiting for us to move. Sometimes we need to see it beyond what we're see, seeing right now. You know, and one of the things here, and that's the question, why, why sometimes it's hard to make that change? 
If you're leading without changing, you're not really, not really leading effectively. Great leaders are change, not just manage. I wanted to open the Bible in John 5. This is a great story that we all know. John 5. If you can go to the Bible with me. John 5. Chapter 5 to 8. Verse 5 to 8. Here's the Bible says, is, you know, the, the healing on the, at the pool. I'm going to read from verse 5. One who was there had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he's been, he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. We all know that story. And we all know that story. And it's pretty popular, you know. But when I was really thinking about the season and, and, and the word for this church, about move, it, it, it was, it, this story fascinated because it talks about when Jesus saw him, these three things, Jesus saw him, Jesus spoke to him, and Jesus instructed him. You know, Jesus saw him first, and then he, he spoke to him, and then he told, he told him, you need to get up, get your stuff, and move. And that's one of the things, you know, uh, through this season, in this case, La Red, and, and where we are right now, I believe God has a desire, has, has put something in our hearts. Do you believe that or not? Okay, now, check this out. God already has something for you. But sometimes it's really hard for us to listen or to really obey and just make that move. But listen to this story. He saw him. And Jesus, is, is, he knows where you are right now. But one of the things and the challenge that we have is just sometimes we are too afraid to just really go to another area. We are too afraid to really, oh, this is what I know and I'm not going to make that move. But in this story, it's really cool that Jesus saw him and spoke and struck. You know, and the same thing Jesus is telling us right now, you know, God has something for you. He knows where you're at, but we got to believe we need to get up and move. Who can say amen? We got to believe we need to get up and move. You know, sometimes we need to, I don't know about you, but it was another generation that we, we needed to wait until somebody tell us what to do. There is a guy that I, that I read his stuff. He's a, his, his name is Seth Golin. He's a marketing guy, really smart. And I, I was uh, checking one of his books, and uh, he has a really nice book, Stripes and uh, The Purple Cow. And, uh, and he was telling, uh, not the books, but I was you know, listening to a, a podcast about the 1910s when people used to go just to the factory industry. It was really, uh, it was kind of new. People, they were making five cents a day. They were making $5 because the 1910s in that area, and that, that, those times, it was just, uh, the factory was really picking up, you know. But a lot of people, a lot of people, it was hard to find leaders. A lot of people, they were just waiting to somebody else to tell me what to do, you know. And so, and he, and he was sharing about, about how hard it was, was back then. But I was just thinking about these times, these generations, you know, we have to step up. We have to not just wait for somebody to tell you what to do. Guys already telling you what to do. Guys already put something in you, but sometimes we are so afraid to make that move. 
We're so afraid. And, and it's not about leading. It's not about leadership sometimes, uh, which it is at the same time. But sometimes you don't have to be in the big chair. You don't have to be in a position. You know, leadership is not just a position in an organization. You know, it's where you are, we have the opportunity to lead. Are you with me or not? Where you are, you have the opportunity to lead. You got to believe. You have to get up and move. You have to believe. We have to get up and move. When I saw Leo talking to me and I said, why are you doing this? It was, it was a lot of stuff changed inside of me. Back then, to, you know, uh, less than a year, uh, it was a few months before he asked that question. I was just new in the area. And, and it was hard. It was hard to leave everything. But let me tell you something. That's one of the best decisions that I ever made in my life. But it was really hard. Since I moved to D.C., I was in Cape Town a month and a half ago, South Africa. Uh, I was in a round table with pastors. There was a guy, a pastor that I met in D.C. And he came, he, and I have lunch with him a couple times. And he came to me and said, Danny, do you would like to be a part of this, this group? And I said, what kind of group? No, just pastors from all over the world. We want to reach out to this next generation of pastors. And I want you to see if you, want, you would like to be part of this. And I said, hey, Mexico, churro, taco. I'm like, what? Me? And I, and I said, let me think about it. <laughs> so far. I said, yeah, not come later. I said, yeah, because I didn't know exactly. I was like, me? I said, I said sure. She said, okay, let's get your ticket. Let's go to Cape Town. I was like, wow, that's great. So, you know, being there, I remember a month and a half ago, I was like, what am I doing here? I had a great experience with pastors, pastors from, from uh, Germany, from uh, Australia, United States, it was, a small, it was a small team. I listened to their testimony, what God is doing in their lives, how hard it's in Baghdad. There was a pastor right there from Iraq. He was in a meeting. He said, I have a, I have a question for you guys. I said, okay, go ahead. I just got an email this morning that three days ago we have 18 bombs. Yesterday we have 20. And I got an email this morning saying that half of my church they decide to go to, to live in Australia because it's really, the situation is really bad. What should I do? I was like, I feel like we have everything here. We're so blessed. And in those kind of, those kind of situations, and what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, you know, God allowed me to be there. Not, not for me. You know, it was just really God opened the doors. But everything is start. When I move to a different direction, when I move, they say, God, I just want to go. And I'm not talking about just move physically to one house to another. Just move forward. I'm just going to go, God. You're calling me to do, I'm just going to go for it. And you know what? Don't, don't try to make people happy because you're not going to make them happy. Okay? Don't, don't worry about it. You need to upset people when you move. <laughs> Somebody said that, not me. America, yeah, a guy said, uh, who are you upsetting? That's when you're leading. Uh, okay, you know, not necessarily in a church context, you don't talk like that, but I'm just going to throw it out there, you know. There's some people, some, you just need to just obey God and just go. 
And a month ago, uh, three weeks ago, I was in Lima, Peru. I'm ne- I, again, Mexico, churro, enchilada. I've never been out of the States in Mexico. And again, you know, I met a guy there uh, in Maryland. He's a pastor, and he said, let's come to Lima, Peru. And I said, yeah, sh- yeah, let's, let's go. And, and I was sitting in the room with pastors. I couldn't believe, I don't know if you heard uh, Willie George from Church of the Move and, uh, in Oklahoma, and, and other pastors from Argentina. She has 20,000 plus people. I was in the room there, and they invited me just me to be with those guys. I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm really like, again, what, what I'm trying to say is not just me. What I'm trying to say is when you move, you obey God. God is going to take you to different places. I don't deserve that. But I'm doing it. Sometimes I wonder, God, you know. But it's really important to understand and to believe. You get your, you get your stuff and move. And it's a simple word. That's why I put that fancy cool guy over there. You know, you got to lead it. You like it? I wouldn't have some dancers here, but I, yes, I thought it was too much. But next time, you know, <laughs> next time. But, I, you know, I, again, you, you, we got to do it. We got to do it. We have to do it. We have to understand. And you know one thing? I, I really, I, I used to believe that the church was the hope of the world. I used to believe that the church was the, was the hope of the world. But I don't believe that anymore. You know why? Because now I believe that the church mobilized. Mobilized is the hope of the world. The church mobilized is the hope of the world. There are so many organizations, so many, uh, I don't want to talk about different churches, but a little bit now that I'm planting a church and it's a challenge to just mobilize people, go forward, move, because people want to be settled in a place. You know, people want to, oh, this is nice, this is good. But you know what? I believe God is calling us to a different level, but we have to start moving, right? But, you know, it's so easy to stay stay just in one place. It's so easy to just kind of hang out there and, and do, do nothing. But you know what? We need to understand something. God is calling us to leave from who you are. God is calling us to leave from who you are. When this guy Leo came to me, I said, I didn't have nothing. I just have less than 10 people. I was like, God, we're just trying to do this church, plan the church, reach out the, 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 the city. And, 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 but everything is going to start when you really decide that you're going to move forward. When you really decide that you are going to move forward. Don't stay. Guys already has something for you. Don't, don't wait until somebody tells you what to do. Don't get me wrong. There's leadership. And there's, you have a great leaders in the house. You know, but guys already put some desire in you. This church is going to multiply. Not just for the pastors. For you. He's not going to, he's don't leave. I mean, uh, uh, you have great, Fred is so smart. So sometimes I need to read, you know, listen to his podcast for two or three times to understand. You know, I mean, he's great. He's great. You know, that would be great to have more pastors here, but we have a big challenge. And this, this place is going gonna, gonna to go to multiple services, but it's going to be in you. You know, if you're going to go to the, the different locations, so, you know, whatever direction God has for you guys. But we're going to start, everything is going to start with us. Everything is going to start, the big, the big challenge and the big change is going to start where we at right now. Don't wait until you get a position. Don't wait until you get, oh, I'm the worship leader, or I'm the, the pastor, and I'm the community. No, 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 just, don't, just start doing it right now. The, the title is going to come later. 
the title is always going to come later. Don't, 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 don't wait until Pastor Fred and Esther tell you, hey, hey, let, let, let me put you in a title. No, no, just don't do that. Just start doing it right now. And let God work through you. And God is going to bring promotion to your life. Who can say amen? God is the only one to bring promotion, not just men. But we have to understand, I'm going to leave from, from, from where I'm at right now. I don't care about titles. This, is, this next generation of titles, you know, I'm reading, actually, I'm reading a book right now, Lead Without a Title. This is a pretty cool book. You know, it's really interesting how this next generation, sometimes, we just don't, sometimes not, we don't care a lot about that. We just want to do it. We just want to go for it and do it. There's another, see, we, the fundamentals don't change. But models, we need to tweak them a little bit to reach out. These new guys, new generation, these new people. Like some people, they don't like church anymore. I love, by the way, I love to tag to people that they're not Christians. I like it. I like it. Sometimes as Christians, we are in our bubble. And we're just right here hanging out with us. Just, just this is my territory right here. When I speak to somebody else, they don't go to church, I ask the questions. What do you think about church? I don't like it. They ask for money. Cool, okay, yeah. They are crazy, right? But I'm telling you, they ask for money all the time. I've just come across, you know, I'm cool. I'm just talking about church. I learned a lot. We need to listen to those voices to start making the changes in our lives because we're the church. What are we doing different? To reach out to those people. What are we doing? What are we doing different? What are we moving for? To reach out those people. Yo, I grew up in Mexico. And uh, I used to, <laughs> my, 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 next door to my house, I used to have the basketball court. Who plays basketball here? Basketball players? All right. So I'm not going to do something crazy. Don't worry. So I used to have my hoop in my little, in my little in front of my house. So I used to throw, you know. And I, next, next door, it was, a, it was a big fence and it was a huge dog. I'm telling you, huge, mean, you know, like huge. And we were all scared about the dog. I was like, if the, goal go, the ball goes there, forget it. It's gone, you know. So there's a lot of balls that he, the, the dog destroyed. So one time, the whole, the whole street, the kids, we used to play, I probably you saw it on TV, but I used to play soccer in the streets. That was me, but I don't soccer player. But I was me right there just playing soccer and, and all that stuff. So one time, we were outside, all the kids, and all of a sudden, we saw the door open from the dog. We were like, what? So I remember we just went to the cars and everybody, the dog starts, you know, running. We were all scared because the dog was mean, really mean. But it was, it, we were freaking out. Does that, can I say that in church? Yeah, freaking out. So, uh, some, I hope I don't say anything wrong, you know. But I was in the car. And I remember the dog was running all the way to the corner of the, of the, the street. And then, uh, the sudden he started running back really, really fast. And he was like, oh, oh. and there was a little chihuahua with three feet, you know, running up behind him. And the dog was like, oh, and he went all the way to his house. And the little chihuahua was outside really mean, you know. And that was really cool to see that. I was like, what? That is amazing. So now everybody got, got into the street and we were like, yeah, we, we went to close the door and it wasn't a big deal. It was pretty funny back then. 
But what, what, something that, checking that story, something that sometimes I use that because sometimes as Christians, we make, we're not mean, but we, we, we feel like that dog that our territory, we are the leaders, we are the real Christians in our territory. But when you, when you get up, when you go out your fence in your area, we are not leading. When we get out, we have little chihuahuas telling us what to do. Chihuahua. You got that? How I can say that, right? I'm serious. You know, I know a lot of pastors. I love them. But they don't have no influence outside of their context. And I think that's a problem for this next generation. You know, people, people sometimes, and this is probably me, sometimes say, Danny, I'm praying for you. You're going to be in full-time ministry one time. And I said, don't pray for me over that. I want to be out. I want to be out and see what's going on. I want to relate with those people that don't want to church. They're people that they're, they, don't, they don't believe in God. I want to listen to what they're, what they're trying to say. Because if wanna, I understand as leader, if I want to reach out, these new people, they don't know nothing about the Lord. I need to listen to them. I need to know what they're thinking. I need to do why and what are we doing wrong as leaders to go and make something happen to reach out. Check this out. We have the greatest message, which is the gospel. We have the greatest message, message which is the gospel, is the cross. What are we doing different to go and make disciples? What are we doing different to go and reach out that world? But you know what? The thing is, it's not going to start in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Sunday morning service. It's going to start with us. It's going to start when we move. It's going to start when we move and we change stuff. We cannot be doing the same thing 10 years ago. We just can't. Now that we plan the church, I'm not saying we did it the best way, but we did it different. And I, something that I, that I learned, that, that when we make changes, it works. Now we have people from Bolivia, Peru, uh, uh, Mexico, Salvador, Honduras, Puerto Rico. And they're all together over there. They're, it's crazy. And sometimes I say stuff that they don't make no sense to them. And, you know, because I'm from Mexico. But you know what? But we're trying to make something different we've never done before. Just go there and listen to them. One guy told me one time. I invited him to church. He's from Bolivia. He said, if you have a lot of Bolivians, watch out. They're crazy. And I was like, really? Wow, we have a lot of Bolivians right now. I say, wow, I need to, I need to watch out. So I bring, bring the, the different nationalities together. So we're trying to dance, do something that we've never done. But what I'm trying to say, church, is we have to move. We have to believe. You have to believe what God, God has put in your hands. you got to believe it. You have to get up and you got to go. We, we need to understand that concept. Jesus did a miracle right here. But this, 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 how was it, this guy, but this, uh, so he get up. He listened to, to Jesus and he get up and went. And I can, I can ask you, say, have you heard God this week? Yeah, yeah, God spoke to me in dreams. And God spoke, yeah, you know, we heard God through worship. By the way, worship was awesome. It was great. It was great. Great time. Great job, worship team. The Bible, we speak to you every day, all day long. But if we don't move, we're just going to be there. That's a challenge. That's a great, great challenge. Moving on is simple. 
It's a simple thing. What it leaves behind is hard. That's hard. And, and, and the reason that I share about Lima and Peru and all that is because it was just testimony that I, I just, I, if I think, I said, I don't know why I was there. But I know it because I learned how to move, move on. You're going to upset people. People don't, probably they're not going to understand sometimes. If you have your leaders behind you, you know, and, and you need that. You need, you need, you need your leaders, your, your covering behind you. You know, but I believe that we got to move. God, ha- and I know people here that God has already put something really big in their heart. And the question is, what are we doing for that, to do it? Let me tell you, being a pastor is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> because you deal with people. And people is complicated, right? I'm just being honest, right? I'm complicated. Start with me. It's hard. But we need to just learn how to work together, move forward, listen to outside. Don't, let's don't be like these dogs. That's a great story, right? Just don't be like him. Just go out. They're going to be chihuahuas around you. They're going to be another dogs around you. But you know what? You have a voice. And you have the greater message. We have that. And let me ask you a couple of things. What direction are you moving in? Where are you going? What are you changing? And who are you leading? Where are you going? What are you changing? Who are you leading? I believe this is something that I sometimes I just ask this question to myself a lot and it helps me to grow. It's like it has to be a better way. It has to be a better way. Not the way that I'm doing it right now is the best. And God showed me. This is working right now, but it showed me. Show me what is next. I want to understand what, the, what do you have for, not, not for the church, but for me, my family. We, gotta, we need to understand and we I understand how to move forward in the Lord. You know, but that's something sometimes we need to ask. You know, who are we leading? You know, uh, what are we changing? What are we changing? Change is hard, but we have to do it. Change is hard, but we have to understand and we have to learn how to change. We need to move. We need to lead. And that's, that's the challenging part. And I don't have the answer to tell you, you got to do this, this, this. No. No, I got to put in my heart this story that Jesus saw him, Jesus spoke to him, and Jesus instructed him, and a miracle happened. A miracle happened. And the same thing applies to you. You got to believe. You need to get up. You got to move. You need to believe that God. And I know you believe God. Who believes God? Yeah, I know you believe God. You need to get up. And start moving and start making some changes. I'm going to finish with this. Uh, if you want to go to uh, Psalms 46, and I'm going to close. I can probably ask the worship team to come up. Psalms 46. Psalms 46, 10. See, moving fast is not the same as going somewhere. Moving fast is not the same as going somewhere. I'm not going to confuse you. We were talking about moving, okay? We are talking about moving. 
that before you move, you, to, you, been, you need to be still. Before you move, you need to be still. This guy, before the miracle, got, uh, Jesus saw him, but he was there still. It's really interesting. Before the miracle, you know, Jesus saw him, and he was there. And the Bible right here is saying, is saying in uh, Psalms 46, 10, be still and know what I am God. We need to learn to move forward more. I know we're moving, more, I know we're moving forward. I know the church is moving forward. I believe that. But in your context, where are you at right now? We need to learn even, God, I want to be more aggressive. I know this is something in me. I want to learn. I just want to go. I just want to start doing it. I just want to move. I know there's something more inside of me. And again, I shared about 19, 1910s, uh, about the, 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 that generation. Don't wait until somebody tell you and approve you. Hey, go ahead. Go. God has already approved you. Because God has put something in you that you got to do. But before that, we need to listen. We need to be still to listen to his voice. And then we're going to start moving. Go to your leaders. Go to your people around you and say, I feel in this. What else, what, what, what do I need to do to start really getting there? Probably there are some leaders here. Probably there, there are some pastors here, you know. And, and it's okay just to go. And, but we have to start going. We start to start understanding and listen to God and say, God, what are you, what are you telling me in this season right now? I believe there are people here that probably you're, you're not going to be what you're doing right now or the rest of your life. And you, need, and you need to understand that and say, okay, what, God, what is next? I know this is my desire. What do I need to do to go there? What kind of changes I need to make in order to go there? Again, you need to be still. And here he's saying, be still and know that, that he is God. We have the greatest message, church. It's time right now to go and tell the world about Jesus. You need to be still in order to move. I'm not talking about moving to be busy. I'm talking about move to make a change. I'm talking about move to make a difference. I'm talking about move to change your world. Are you ready to move? Are you ready to move forward? And this is the lead, lead from who you are and start changing your world. You need to lead from who you are. Again, that's why I, I throw a little bit of leadership right there. Just don't wait until somebody tell you. You have to have everything it takes to go ahead and start making a difference. You know, probably in the past, if somebody tells you you cannot do it, you know, we need to pray for that tonight. You know, that's, you know, we just declare that that's, that's in the past. God is telling you that, you know, you have everything to do. You got everything it takes to start doing what God has placed in your heart. But we need to understand again, we have to start moving. We have to start moving forward. And we need to lead from where we are. Amen. Let's pray together. You want to stand with your feet. Father, we just pray for this time, Lord. I will sing a song, Lord. I just want to pray for, for this church, for the leadership. Father, we just believe, God, that you're calling us to be an influence outside in the world. Father, we just believe, Lord, that the best, the best days, they are ahead of us. And Father, we just, we just want to learn more from you, God. 
this is not just a, a inspirational world. This is this is something that you teach us through your Bible, through this, through this verse about be still. By the same time, believe in you. Get up and move, Father. And we're willing to do that in your name, Father. Thank you, Father, for this season. Thanks for what you're doing, the City Life Church. And we just declare, Father, that, you know, uh, great next generation leaders they're going to raise on this house. In your name we pray.